Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership, here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine. TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on TexasFootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitch, or on Twitter, or on some other pl- I don't know. You keep throwing everywhere. platforms at me. <laughs> We're everywhere. Or you'll listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting in this chair, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Howdy, team. Hi. Happy by, Friday. By team, do you mean me or? No, not you. Hmm. You're just here. Hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. And actually, you know what? I. I I will accept your applause now. Oh, God. I have worked four straight days. That's pretty. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, the the courage um, that it takes to come to work four days in a row. I mean, you. we need a statue. It's. You know, I'm just saying. We already have your face on glass behind you. I think the only acceptable thing from here on out is a statue. <laughs> I don't want to toss around the word hero, but, but uh, if the I have worked is. four straight days. Today is Friday, January 21st. 2021 300 and was it eight days till thanksgiving 308 let's make sure that's your one job that is, here I know. 307 <laughs> 307 days until thanksgiving happy birthday to god it's a bunch of people i don't know golly happy birthday to hakeem elijah on the dream yeah it's all tiktok stars now i know it's terrible um also oh i guess we could say also like r.i.p to meatloaf sad call I... is he a north texas guy Absolutely. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, I tweeted wow. it out earlier. Sad call. Well, because North Texas is such a huge music school that there's yeah, that a makes ton sense, of artists that like that. I mean, the Eli Young Banner from there. There's a ton of them. But yeah, yeah Meatloaf, proud North Texas grad. It's episode 1,003. Is it one? Thir- no, it's 1,317. Oh, yeah, it's 17. Like that. I don't know where that um, one came from. On today's show, friends, we're going to talk a little bit about a uh, an assistant coach hire that came down today that was made official today. Um, I won't... Um, it's there's a few of them. Uh, Texas A&M announced their defensive coordinator DJ Durkin. I have some thoughts on that, but uh, they. Uh, but then the, another one that's going down that we should talk about the ramifications of. We'll talk about that in the back half of the show. Uh, we are going to be joined uh, live by uh, a big-time guest. We're so gonna excited. Joined, we'll be joined by a gentleman named Perry James. Perry James is the world's foremost chocolate milk expert. Uh, he has tried and reviewed 1,573 chocolate milks and counting uh, from 51 different countries. We'll talk a little chocolate milk coming up here with our friend Perry James. I hope he's our friend. If he's not our friend, that's going to break my heart. I, this is one of those that I'm going to force him to be my friend. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to tell myself in my head that this is my friend. It's under your chair. Oh, it's under uh, your chair. Thank you. <laughs> that's the second time you've done that on this show. And it's showing people. Uh, Tep dropped his wedding ring, so he's picking it up. 
Got it. We're that good. was worth a pause in the show real That's fast. Right. Um, anyway, so we're going to be joined by Perry James. Yeah, a guy that we need to make sure he likes us. Do yeah. we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Coach Terry Crawford, Aaron Arbuckle, Aaron Flynn, and Jake McNeil. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in. Okie dokie. Uh, so it came down today, uh, something that is now official, that has been rumored and rumbled um around uh, uh for the past couple of weeks uh and really took hold earlier this week at a basketball game yeah of all things at a basketball game somebody snapped a photo down in austin uh texas was playing somebody mm-hmm. uh and in one of the suites was texas athletic director chris del conti mm-hmm. and sitting next to him having a nice conversation wearing a, a long white pullover. longhorn pullover was a gentleman named Gary Patterson. Sounds familiar. Perhaps you've heard of Gary Patterson. He is uh, the now former head football coach of the TCU Horned Frogs, the longest, uh, the winningest coach in Horned Frogs history. A man that does have a statue. Uh, a man who has a statue <laughs> at TCU. Uh, he led TCU to six conference titles, nine bowl game victories, including a pair of New Year's Six, is that what we'll call them? New Year's Six Bowls? They yeah. Won, they won a Peach Bowl and a Rose Bowl. Yep, New Year's Six um, I mean, he helped to elevate TCU to the place that they are right now, which is a... It, he helped them navigate into the Big 12 uh, and helped rise them to a program that, yeah, the past couple of years weren't great, but was a... a certainly was... Um, brought them to new heights. Well, he... It has now become official, according to the University of Texas... That Gary Patterson has joined the staff of Steve Sarkeesian. He is uh, his title is special assistant to the head coach, special assistant to that coach. So there's a lot to unpack here, but first let's kind of talk about why this is happening, and 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 what I think is going on. And this is going to be a little dangerous because we are going to be trying to dive into the mind of Gary Patterson. I've had conversations with Gary Patterson. They've that is a been, mind you cannot get into. They've always been pleasant, but I'm not <laughs> going to pretend to know the man. I'm only going to work under the assumption that he uh, that, that he has emotions like a lot of other people. I think it's fair to call Gary Patterson's departure from TCU messy. I think that it was not exactly how he had foreseen it going. I think it's not exactly how TCU had foreseen it going. I think that the relationship between Gary Patterson and TCU had grown grown stale. And I think that people, from what I understand, and I'm going to try to use, I think, and I know, in, in ways. And I think that people within the TCU organization uh, knew that there needed to be a coaching change. So, apparently, this is what we've has been reported. Apparently, they came up with a plan to more or less force him into retirement. That they were going to announce the retirement um, throughout the course of like like mid season, and he was going to, um, and then he was going to go on like a a big farewell tour, and it was going to be like they were going to do a parade and all these things. And uh, Gary Patterson, one of the things about Gary Patterson that I know, and I know, Gary Patterson uh, is a gentleman who don't take no guff. And especially there at TCU, Mm -hmm. at a program that he helped to build up to uh, the standard that it is right now, uh, if he didn't like that plan, he wasn't going to go along with that plan just because there was the plan. And so, functionally what happened is he went to TCU and he goes, 
no, like, I'm not going to do this. If you want me to leave, fire me. And so they came to an agreement, a, a separation agreement, uh, where they, uh, they obviously, they mutually parted ways uh, there in, on, on Halloween after they at, at three and five. Um, and so at that point, he was the second longest tenured coach in, in FBS. And so Gary Patterson is out at TCU. You may have heard they've recently hired a new head coach and Sonny Dykes. You can mm-hmm. listen to him on the Republic of Football. Great conversation with him and Mike Gray. And I'll be honest, joining the staff at Texas Mm -hmm. feels like a little bit of dating your ex-girlfriend's, like dating your your ex-girlfriend's friend. That's fair. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because especially those two teams have been long acquainted. I mean, ever since they got oh. into the Big 12, well, there was a pretty mutual disrespect. Oh, no, no, the no. They don't them. like each other. You know? TCU and Texas are not, are not fr- no. fans of one another. And TCU uh, does not like Texas. No. And so, it's not like them and Tech. And that so, one's kind of different, you know? From Gary Patterson's perspective, they, I, think, I think, first of all, he was probably being courted for a lot of different places because we'll get to this in a moment, but he's a very good defensive mind. But I certainly think that there has to be an element of, I would like to stick it to TCU. Right. I don't like the way that this ended, and mm-hmm. I would like to get a little bit of receipts. Yeah. On that. Well, especially, too, because he was a guy that built up that program, and then they hired the SMU head coach. Like that, I mean, there's a that lot That, to of me, things. was the TCU sticking it to him. Yes. And so it kind of I think there's a little bit like of a, the domino. I don't want to say revenge, but a little yeah. bit of, of, of clap back here. Mm-hmm. A, a nice, now, uh, you know, smile and head nod and then walk away. Yes. Now, here's the other thing about this. Let's take a look at it from the Texas perspective. Now, we don't know what his duties are going to be there as special assistant to the head coach. I would presume, I think, this is probably going to be something along the lines of like a, 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 a fancy title for a defensive analyst. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be on the field. Nope. He's... He may not even be in the booth. Absolutely day, not on, touching the offense. He's not. No. Oh no. no, no, no. <laughs> um, but he is. I, my guess is he is going to be. They didn't want to make him co-defensive coordinator because he probably doesn't want that. They. He probably doesn't want an on-field role. Mm-hmm. So here's an opportunity for him to have his have an opportunity to to use you know stay in the football game, probably cash a nice paycheck, mm-hmm. and also. Not catch any of the the stray bullets that may be coming towards Pete Kwiatkowski and um, and you know Steve Sarkeesian should right. the defense not improve. He's going to be able to he's just to avoid there. that yeah. fire a little bit. So he's going to be. And I would I would guess that if you walk around at practice, you'll see him. But I bet you will not see him on game day. No. I bet you won't see him on game day. I bet he won't be in the booth. I bet he won't be be involved in the play calling. He will be involved in the scheme part of things. Mm -hmm. And that is, in in many respects, I think a really smart move by Steve Sarkeesian. Oh, yeah. Because here's a guy who not only is a defensive... He's a defensive wizard, guys. Mm -hmm. I know that it didn't work out the past couple of years there at TCU, but this is a gentleman who... Is I mean, you go talk to defensive people around. The, I think Dave Aranda said had some stuff to say about him whenever he he was mutually parted ways with TCU about the impact he's had on defense in college football. Mm-hmm. He's had a massive impact on him, and so he's still got he's a he's one of the foremost minds in defense. And furthermore, and maybe people aren't talking about this enough. 
But he knows all of these teams in the Big 12. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He knows all of them. He's played against Oklahoma. He's mm-hmm. played against Tech. He's played against Baylor. He's right. played against all, you and know, And forget Kansas if a lot, State. I mean, a lot of them have new coaches, but a program's a program. He knows how to scheme against a lot of these teams. And, and so for Texas to bring him in, I think that that was a, a pretty savvy move. Um, and for Gary Patterson, there's certainly got to be a little bit of clapping back at your old, at your old team a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to be weird. When that photo came out earlier this week, I think <laughs> it, it was, was Tuesday, odd. it was weird. It was weird to see. It would be weird. But here's the thing. It would be weird to see Gary Patterson in a South Carolina shirt. Oh, it yeah. would be weird to see Gary Patterson it, in a Utah State shirt. It, that for me is just like when we I saw Mac Brown in a North Carolina shirt. Like, yes, it just you see him in orange forever, and you don't picture him in a different color. It's bizarre, mm-hmm. and it's going to take some getting used to. But I also don't think you're going to see him a lot. No. Uh, that said, it's certainly interesting. Uh, do I think that Gary Patterson is going to single-handedly turn around the Texas defense? No. No. And you never know how these things are going to work out because in the end, this is not his defense. He's just mm-hmm. helping. And he has not been a defensive assistant. That wasn't a defensive coordinator. The last time he was a defensive assistant and not defensive coordinator was 1995. Yeah, that's it. When can he was he, the defensive backs coach for Navy. Can he recognize his role yes. as a part of the team right. is always interesting. How will those – because the other thing about Gary Patterson is he's got a big personality. Yes, he does. How is that going to fit in the room? Interesting, certainly, to keep an eye on. Uh, but uh, Gary Patterson is the new uh, special assistant to the head coach at Texas. Uh, a phrase I didn't think I'd say. Special I'll assistant say to the yes. head coach. Uh, I will say I did not think I would say that. So um, yep. that's there's a, there's a first for everything. There in, in Austin, certainly keep an eye on that one. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Uh, you help support the show. Uh, we'll send you this recruiting magazine. You will get the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football football mail to you before it hits newsstands uh, so make sure you check that out texasfootball.com slash subscribe makes a great gift as well it's texasfootball.com slash subscribe here at texas football today we are a program that talks about football sure this is not that <laughs> pickle let's, not, we're so excited <laughs> pickle let's go to the hotline uh, we are so pleased to be joined by a gentleman named Perry James. Perry James is the uh, owner and proprietor of a foolserrand.com, uh, fools with a Z, uh, and he is the world's foremost chocolate milk expert and sommelier. Uh, Perry, thanks for joining us. Hey, Greg. Pleasure to be on the show. Uh, thanks, thanks for taking some time. I have a million questions, but, <laughs> but my, my first, and I'm sure you, you hear that a lot, but my first question is, um, so chocolate milk, huh? Like, how did you how did you find yourself getting into the world where you became uh, a guy traveling the world trying chocolate milk? It, well, it's quite kind of a long story, but I'll try to give you the best uh, the best shortened version possible. I've always liked it for sure, um, but a, a while back, uh, my, my wife and I decided we'd save our money for as long as we could, quit our jobs, sell all of our stuff, and travel for as long as we could. Mm. 
And uh, so, we, you know, it's obviously in the, in the pre-COVID era. So we, were, we traveled for about a year and still had money left over and made it two years just trying to travel in the world. And I was always drawn to like the dairy case for whatever reason. We'd go to Norway and I would want to see what they got for chocolate milk. I'd pick up a bunch and just drink them. Uh, a few months into that, I just um, I said, you know, why, why don't I start taking pictures of this stuff and documenting it? I know there's a bunch back home in the States. So I don't know. So I just started you know, writing reviews and taking pictures and translating all the stuff. And after about 500 of those, I figured, I don't think anyone else is doing this. I'm going to call myself, I guess, the world's foremost chocolate milk <laughs> expert until, you know, proven otherwise. And, you know, 500, 1,000, 1,500 later. And, uh, you know, we're at 16 something now. So just going strong. Well, and I, yeah, I'm looking at your website. It says 1,573 chocolate milks reviewed. Um, yep. Okie dokie, uh, and 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 from all across the, the the world, and and in watching, you know, I found your stuff on on YouTube, which is really where you know I, I came to to be familiar with your work, and it strikes me, you know, one of the things that really drew me to your content, you're very clearly passionate about chocolate milk. Like this is something that, like, this isn't a. This seems like it's not a job for you. It it, it it's a hobby. Is it fair to say that that this is just something that you really enjoy and you found a way to just kind of make a little uh, niche for yourself? You know, that's a good question. And, and yeah, it, it sort of began as a, as a pastime, became like a passion, became obsession and, you know, have that kind of a sort of completionist sort of a drive, I guess, sometimes. And it sounds lame. I swear to God, I'm like a normal guy. Otherwise, <laughs> it's hard to, you know, it's hard to, to, to make that claim when, when this stuff's out there. But it's just, you know, I just think niche is the way to go. I mean, go an inch wide and a mile deep. And, you know, you guys with, with Texas football, I know it seems like there's so much content to cover, but to anyone else is like, wow, that's 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 pretty niche. And I think that's the way to go. Uh, and we're talking with Perry James, uh, the, the world's foremost chocolate milk expert here on Texas football today. Get involved in the conversation, the hashtag TF Today. Uh, something I was thinking about last night when I was when I, when I was coming up with questions for you. It, it, this is going to sound strange. Do you like milk? Like because chocolate milk and is a very different, different thing from yeah. milk. Uh, is it just chocolate milk, or do you like strawberry milk, or, or what, what's the deal here? I, yeah, I like all flavored milks for sure, but there, you know, I just I got to make a cutoff at some point, or else I'm just gonna kind of overdo <laughs> it. I'm gonna be honest with you, those my disappoints and people. I'm not a big fan of just regular milk flavor, whatever that is. You know, I have it in my cereal, I have it in my coffee, but just by itself. And, and I've, over the years, of you know, some of these farmers forced me to drink it. You know, oh, here's this stuff right out of the cow. You know, have at it. I'm like, oh my god. But you know what? It's for me. It's kind of chocolate or chocolate adjacent, like cookies and cream or chocolate mint or something like that. That's in scope. But all the other flavors, sadly, I, I do try them a lot, but I don't review them. Well, and and kind of one of the things that I that I really appreciate about your 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 content is it, it strikes me that one of the things you really seem to enjoy about this is going to these dairies and and talking with the people who are making it that, that this is this is really how much of the enjoyment uh, how much of the enjoyment of this whole project comes from just meeting people out there who are who are making this type of product. Yeah, it's a good point, and that's that's something that was unexpected along the way. You know, at first I'm just going, oh, I just want to chasing the flavor i want to find the best one but you know at some point like the people you meet and the, the situations you run into and some of the hospitality you receive and some of the conversations you have that's really what's kind of the gold at the end of the day i i do try to mention that on, on some of the videos and stuff like that and it certainly helps it, that doesn't necessarily help the the score or the review if i had a good connection with a person you know it, it, it hurts it, 
it always sucks to call someone's baby ugly. Uh, I've had to do that a few times, but I don't take pleasure in that. But in general, yeah, you're right, man. If it, if that comes through in the videos, then then I'm, I'm I'm very happy with that. So I was telling Tepper yesterday, I was like, man, I feel like like I know a lot about chocolate milk. You know, like compared to an average person, I was like, this guy is making me look like an absolute rookie. So like from a person <laughs> at home that doesn't get to go try all of these different chocolate milks, I'm curious, what milk makes the best chocolate? Like whole milk, two percent. What are what milk do you think makes the best? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's whole or go home pretty much. I mean I do review them all, but not just the you know the whole that you see at the supermarket is is capped at three point two five zero 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 percent fat, which you know there's as it comes out of the cow it could be up to four point eight percent. So they they take that dairy fat's very valuable, so they'll allocate it towards higher margin items like yogurt or ice cream. So but when you go to like a, a local dairy and you get like a <clears throat> a non-homogenized or cream-lined milk, mm-hmm. that doesn't have it skimmed off the top, so it's a higher fat content, and you get that kind of more of that buttery cream flavor. I know it sounds super lame, but uh, but it's really there. It's you know I could point some out to you in, in your local area, I think, that might that might do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll take any suggestions. Yeah. But the other question sure. I have for you here is, um, like, say, do you ever just make chocolate milk at home, like yourself? And if you do, like, is is dry powder, like, illegal? Like, is it heavy <laughs> Hershey syrup? Like, what do we need to do at home to experience, yeah. like, the greatness? Okay, so I, I think you got to start with the base, right? It's, uh, it's, you start with a good, like non-homogenized, ideally cream line milk. And if you're a powder or syrup person, I'm probably not going to convert a person one way or the other. I did just recently do a video, a Nesquik video, and reviewed the syrup versus powder. I grew up on powder. Uh, it has cachet to me, but if I'm, if I'm honest, I think the syrup is a little bit of a better play because if you overmix, if you put too much syrup in, you don't really pay a price on the texture side. It's still going to be smooth and drinkable. If you put too much powder in there, you know, it might hit you right in that uh, the Kermit the Frog, the uvula <laughs> thing and, and make you cough a little bit. So um, I, I, there's some good chocolate powders out there. Coco Metro just came out with one that's super good. Uh, a lot definitely an upgrade over your typical Nesquik. But, yeah, you can you can mix your own for sure. A lot of people do that. Perry James here uh, talking chocolate milk here on on our show and uh, very excited to have you. Now I, I don't I don't want to blow up your spot. I don't want to you know have to reveal everything. But like, there's no way this is your straight job, right? Like you've got to have a there's got to be another way to or or are you making a living going around the world talking chocolate milk? Oh, absolutely not. No, I get zero <laughs> compensation. I get the occasional free chocolate milk here, and, I, and I'm, I actually I'd rather pay for it. I'd rather pay twice for it, but. Uh, no, for the, for the period of time we were traveling, you know, we'd, uh, on our, once our money ran out, you know, mm-hmm. I was back to looking for a regular job and, you know, as luck would have it with, uh, you know, two and a half years gap on your resume, so to speak, and, and you're off doing chocolate milk videos. Uh, that's not the most, uh, it doesn't have the most cachet with, with hiring managers. So it, it took me <laughs> probably another year to find a job. Fortunately, my wife is uh, a lot smarter and more employable than I am. So, um, I do have a, a real job now for sure, so that's why I only crank out about one video per month, but we're still on the grind all the time. We can work remotely, and we travel a lot and still hit up all the as many dairies as we can, so there's there's no end in sight. Is, is your wife into chocolate milk as well, is this, or, or does she think you're, you're a psychopath? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, she has been by proxy, so she's probably had the second most. I forced her to try, you know, the really good ones and the really bad ones I have her try, um, so... 
she's had quite a few, but she's a, a super gamer in terms of like, Hey, let's, let's drive 11 hours to get this one crap chocolate milk, you know, on the weekend <laughs> or something like that. Uh, she's always been very helpful with that. And just having like a, oddly enough, having like a female presence sometimes when I show up to some of these places, mm. there's a lot less skepticism involved. You know, some of these, some of these dairies you show up to don't have a storefront and maybe they don't want you there. Maybe they're skeptical of like, who are you part of PETA or something like that. Uh, but she's always a, a softening influence on that when we show up to places uh, unannounced. All right. So let's talk about the product here because uh, on, on your website, a fool's with a Z fool with a Z mm-hmm. um, you've got, you've got more than 1500, uh, nearly 1600 chocolate milks right? So, so let's start with this. Where because you've also got an, a, a map that would make uh, a very you have a lot of friends around here in, in, in our part of the nerd world uh, with your map. Uh, so where is this? Where is the center of the chocolate uh, chocolate milk universe right now? Where is it? Where is the center of the, of the chocolate milk world? Oh, the absolute center is Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's Amish country. There's a lot of Amish Mennonite farms out there. I, I don't know if it's the proximity to Hershey, you know, Hershey, Pennsylvania, and that which which has, I guess, the, is the chocolate influence. But there's so many independent local small dairy farms in Pennsylvania and into New York State uh, that just kind of blows away any other state. And it's, it's mind boggling. And they're not all easy to find not all online. Uh, there's probably lots more out there that I, that I don't know about. But that's I, that that's what i'd say be ground zero for sure and then you know when you go and you you tried a chocolate milk and, and i've watched a lot of your videos so i've i've seen a, a fair amount of your your process but but what are you as far as a, a, a an elite chocolate milk like the one that that that's going to stick with you that's going to get close to a 10 on on a fool's errand.com what are you looking for uh when it comes to that what what are the what are the the characteristics of a, of a prize winning chocolate milk yeah, for me, it's um, <clears throat> to some extent simplicity. Mm. Uh, you know, chocolate milk should have three ingredients. So when one does and it's really, really good, uh, that that just feels right. Um, my taste preferences have changed over, you know, just like anything. Like if you have uh, a thousand hamburgers or something like that, the first few, your, your, your taste library of experiences is going to be a lot less extensive than your thousandth one so it has changed over the years and i one of the things i one of the hallmarks i like is that is a a, like a grassy flavor to the cream which is weird if you haven't had it but it's kind of like the difference between grass-fed beef and corn-fed beef if you've ever had that there's like a i don't know if like a gaminess or that kind of a barnyard sort of flavor some people say i really enjoy that just adds dimensionality that's not otherwise there feels like it gives you a better connection to the product and stuff uh, and finally, um, uh, you know, we, of course, are, are based here in Texas. And, and I, I noticed on your map you've, you've bounced around Texas a little bit, um, you know, not as much as, I mean, you've been living in Pennsylvania, basically. Um, but but as far as Texas chocolate milk is concerned, I don't want to put you on the spot here if you can't remember, but is there one or two that we should be on the lookout for here in the state of Texas that would be worth going out of our way uh, to find? Absolutely. So there are there are a few. Uh, I just recently had some. A friend of mine just swung through Texas, then coming through uh, I-20, picked up a bunch, and then dropped it off here in North Carolina. So it was uh, really nice to have have some folks doing that. But um, and I haven't had all of them, so I can't speak to some of the ones that I haven't been to. But I'd say that you know something like um, Volumens is really quite good, and you'll notice it's in a glass bottle. It's out of Gustine, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on where you are, it's kind of central, uh, sort of between Dallas and Austin. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, that's one that's quite good. It's not, it is homogenized. So I think there's still room for improvement there, but it does have a nice cocoa flavor. It looks gorgeous and, uh, and does drink very nicely. Uh, also, like if you're into like a darker, like legit dark chocolate flavor, the Waldo Way is one, but it's a raw chocolate milk, which is not legal in every state. So uh-huh. it's unpasteurized. You know, it's just as it is out of the cow. But they have like a proprietary dark chocolate syrup that's been passed down for 100 years through their family. Uh, it's thinner than usual because it doesn't have like cornstarch and all that other stuff in it. Uh, it's a very unique taste, but it was kind of a, it was a kind of a good experience. And I think that's in um, there's one in Tyler mm-hmm. and one, one in Mineola, I think. Okay, yeah, out in East Texas. Yeah. Um, okay, this uh, I, okay this is for my edification only as somebody who's, who's watched a lot of your content. I'm, I'm a huge fan, as you can probably tell. Uh, you wear a lot of hats in your in your game in in your uh, in your in your, uh, in your videos. I've seen a Phillies hat. I've seen a Royals hat. Do you have a Do you have an affiliation? Do you have a like what, Do you have a team, or is it just like I like I like hats? Okay, so that's a great question and, and very <laughs> observant. And sometimes I do feel like uh, contra- not controversial there, but um, I grew up a Phillies fan. I grew up in in Southern Maine, and our AAA team was the Maine Phillies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've always been a Phillies fan. Did live in Philadelphia for a while too. Um, I'm also a Philadelphia sports fan. So, ooh, buddy, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> we're based, but, we're based so on the Eagles fan, but I, my my heart was with Andy Reid. So now I'm like a Chiefs fan <laughs> sort of, because I love Andy Reid. And uh, I also lived in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while so hence became you know the royals hat used to be very innocuous because nobody's afraid of a royals fan no one's going to hate on you for wearing a royals hat but they they pulled out a, an amazing world series a few years ago too so uh i'm still just kind of a, yeah royals in the al and uh and phillies in the nl okay good uh, that answers my question uh he's perry james you can find uh, uh the i mean this sincerely probably the most impressive database of of uh, maybe anything I've ever seen. If you go to a foolsaron.com, a, a comprehensive ranking of more than fifteen hundred chocolate milks across uh, uh, not only in America but across fifty one countries. Uh, it's a foolsaron.com with a Z. Uh, Perry James, PJ, appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for for fielding a, a weird email from an from an internet show about <laughs> we were football so in Texas. Uh, we were so thrilled to have you on, and and we look forward to seeing what you have next. Oh, awesome! Thanks so much for the opportunity, Greg and Ashley. Very much appreciate it. And uh, again. I'll take a look at what you guys are doing, but it's niche also, and I very much respect that. So just you know, stay on the grind. Man, you and me, we're, we're, yeah, we're blood brothers. <laughs> Appreciate you, my friend. Take care. There he goes. Perry James of foolsarron.com. Fools with a Z. A-F-O-O-L-Z-E-R-R-A-N-D.com. It is it is the have you browsed through the website? Oh yeah. The website's nuts. Like I it can't is. like like Well and and, here- and, and, and uh, part of the reason he kind of hit on it there. I think part of the reason I like it is, is he's like niche and he's is, passionate he's about niche it. He's niche and he's passionate about it. He's got his one corner of the world that he's like, I want to be the the best in that. Mm-hmm. And isn't that us? That's literally <laughs> what we do here. Like we are, and I'd love that he he definitely did some research on that and like recognized that we are cut from the same cloth yeah. of like it's the same thing we talk about over and over again with this job of like we could go out and cover the Cowboys like media's all across the state do, or we can be. We can go the, to Mineola, as you mentioned. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Like, um, that's it's, so cool. And and uh, you know, I I did watch his Nest Quick review. That was one of the ones that I think everybody wanted to do. It's one of the things. It's it's like if you're like a movie review podcast, uh-huh. everyone wants you to review a terrible movie. Yeah, it's like, and, and he's super honest about it. He goes, look. This like he he mixed the powder and stuff like uh-huh. that. He's like, look, this has like a lot of memories for me. Yeah. So like, I get it. I get it. But like, 
if I'm being honest, he's not that not that great, right? You know? Because he's had 1,500 other ones. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, I'm really excited to have him. I, I appreciate him hopping on with us. I, I emailed him, and he was fired up about hopping on. Mm-hmm. And 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 by the way, like his YouTube channel does not have nearly enough subscribers. No, like, yeah, y'all need to go subscribe to this because yeah. that's the other thing we were talking about. Like, not only is it just cool content, like it's from a person who does videos for a living. It's it is really well edited. So well shot, so well edited. It's genuinely intriguing. Like, it's fun to watch. And, and they are. I'll say He's, this: he takes time and spins it on. Yeah. Yes. You know, they're very easy watches. Yes. These are very this is that it's, it's really cool. So I, I hope you guys will go and check that out. It's, uh, it's a, I believe it's a fool's errand dot com mm-hmm. is the name of his uh, YouTube channel as well. So anyway, that's Perry James, uh, the world's foremost chocolate milk expert. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle, who's buzzing right now. Uh, for yeah, I don't my final thoughts. Like, I don't even have other thoughts other than like, I, I genuinely can't tell you how pumped I was. And I guess it goes back to like, I told you this. I I love chocolate milk. I always have. Mm-hmm. My mother is the big, Trish is the biggest chocolate milk fan on the face of the planet. And so it was like, I can't wait for her to watch this because she was so pumped up about it. Uh, it's just so cool. Awesome. We appreciate so cool. Perry James. And I'm glad us. that powdered Nesquik is not illegal because I like him. It brings yeah. back a lot of memories. So I'm glad that like I can still think, drink that well, and not look like I think a scrub. You, I think he recognizes it. I think he recognizes like, look, that's the chocolate milk experience for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Is you get the milk out of the, you get the jug, you mm-hmm. get the powder, you mix it up. Yeah. I think what he's trying to to do is show you that there's a whole other world out there. Yeah. And I'm excited. Like, it's I want to go, world. if we go to Tyler again, I mm-hmm. want to go try that, that, that milk. That, yeah. That milk. That'd be good. Anyway, we appreciate that. So That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Perry James of thefoolsaron.com for being our guest. Coming up Monday, headlines from across the state and my interview with new Abilene Christian head coach Keith Patterson. Make sure you join us Friday, or Monday rather. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you Monday on Texas Football Today.